0: Hi guys and welcome back to the Mystery and Comedy Old Time Radio Podcast. Please welcome to the show this afternoon to chill our spines. Miss Mercedes McCambridge Miss McCambridge appeared in many movies such as Giant Johnny Guitar. 99 women The scarf Suddenly last summer lightning strikes twice Angel baby A Farewell to arms But what a lot of people may not know is that Miss Mercedes McCambridge also appeared behind the microphone, but one of her most famous, two of her most famous roles, one where she won an Academy Award for her 1949 performance for Best Supporting Actress in all the King's Men. But what a lot of people may not know. Is that Mr. McCambridge Also appeared behind the microphone. Appearing in such star starring roles. As Suspense. The Whistler. Lights out. Inner Sanctum Mysteries. And. Before retiring. The CBS. Mystery radio show. But. What a lot of people may not know also is that Miss Mercedes McCambridge appeared and brought her microphone performances to the 1973 horror film The Exorcist, playing the voice of the demon Pazuzu, which possessed the 12-year-old girl Regan in that movie but this afternoon we bring Miss McCambridge to the show to reenact three of her old time radio performances guaranteed to chill our spines in this first episode Miss McCambridge plays a married woman who one night is waiting for her husband and is trying her best to wait patiently but becomes real frantic as the minutes race by into almost one or two in the morning when all of a sudden she breathes a sigh of relief when she sees her husband's car coming up to their drive through from their upstairs bedroom. She runs downstairs and tells her husband she will be right there. But unfortunately, is met by a stranger, and that show is called *Interstate Mysteries*, and the episode is called *Murder Comes at Midnight*. And in the second episode, Miss Mercedes McCambridge plays a secretary who is working with a coworker for the CBS. company and producing one of Mr. Arch Obler's plays but unfortunately for the young secretaries they end up getting locked in and they think that someone is going to hurt them but it's not just someone it's mother nature herself they end up getting caught in a earthquake And they end up dying by being frightened to death it is from the lights out program and it is called murderer in the secretary department and in this final episode from the lights out program we find miss McCambridge playing a young woman named Jean Taylor Jean is a young woman who is traveling with a group to look at different sculptures of Paris when she grows very bored of the atmosphere that she is surrounded by, especially she gets annoyed by there. tour guide who has been her Tour guide for many trips for 20 years. She ends up leaving the group and wanting to find out what Paris, France is all about. But ends up finding her way into the clutches of a madman I hope you guys enjoy miss Mercedes McCambridge and her performance on the show for this afternoon if you like the show please comment and subscribe guys and enjoy the show thanks good evening creep
1: tonight your mystery playhouse presents inner sanctum
2: of the Inner Sanctum. This is your host, inviting you in through the squeaking door. Ah, I just left a friend of mine. He runs an all-night billiard academy near the cemetery. As after midnight, he uncovers the ghoul table. But no rough stuff in his place. Now he settles all arguments by arbitration. Simply lifts the shroud and points out they haven't a leg to stand on. Believes the old motto that a fiend in need is a fiend
3: indeed.
2: <laughs> now, dust off the edge of your chair, because that's where you'll be sitting for the rest of this half hour, and listen to Murder Comes at Midnight. This is the story of how one average family, even as yours and mine, spent a quiet night at their rented country house. A night of terror. As I said, the Cannings were just an average family. Harry was 29 and worked as a sound engineer for a broadcasting studio in the city. Ethel was 27 and had been a schoolteacher before she was married. Now she was kept pretty busy between writing the great American novel and taking care of Judy, her seven-year-old daughter. This was the first year they had rented a house in the country for the summer, and Ethel didn't take much to the idea of being alone even.
4: At first, I didn't know what it was that woke me. Perhaps it was because I was expecting Harry. He phoned that he was working overtime. He wouldn't be home till after midnight. I didn't like the idea of his driving 60 miles from this city at that hour. Or maybe it was just because I wasn't used to being alone with Judy in the old house. I got out of bed. I opened the connecting door to Judy's room. She was sleeping. Quietly. I closed the door softly. Went across to my window. Something had awakened me. What? Was it a sound I heard in my sleep? Or or was it a premonition? I looked out the window. The night was dark with a thousand secrets. Harry should have been home by this time. My watch showed a few minutes after 12. Maybe he'd had an accident. Maybe that's why i awakened. Some sort of telepathy. And then I saw the headlights. It was Harry. He was turning in our road. The headlight bathed me for a moment as he swung into our driveway. Everything was all right then. I'll be right down, Harry. Breathlessly, I raced downstairs to let him in. I was so happy I could cry. It was only then I realized what tension I'd been under, all because of my silly fears. I unlocked the door quickly. Oh, Harry, I was so worried.
1: Sorry to bother you so late, Miss. had an accident with my car.
4: Oh, I... I thought you were my husband.
1: Oh. Sorry to disappoint you.
4: Oh, no, no, I'm afraid you can't come in. My husband isn't home yet.
1: Well, it won't be for long.
4: Oh, Oh, my heavens, you're hurt. It's your arm. Oh, I
1: hurt it in the accident. Afraid it's broken.
4: Oh, your poor man here. Sit down. Sit down right here.
1: Oh, that's better.
4: Yes. Your arm's so limp. Do you really think it's broken?
1: I can't tell. It's kind of numb.
4: Oh, dear, I feel so helpless. I don't know what to do. I I took a first aid course during the war, but I don't remember a thing. Well, maybe I got to call Dr. Schultz. Oh, no,
1: please, don't go to the trouble.
4: There's no trouble. The phone's right here.
1: I said no, doctor. But
4: it's all right. Put I, down
1: I... that phone, please.
4: I don't understand.
1: Maybe you understand this. A gun. Put the phone down.
4: Who
1: are you? I'll ask the questions from now on. Your name's Canning, isn't it? What did you know? Name's on the door, isn't
4: it?
1: Oh. What kind of phone is there? What do you mean? Party line? No,
4: it's a private line.
1: Uh, can you dial, or do you have to ask the operator for the number?
4: No, you just dial.
1: Good. Uh, push the phone over here to this side of the table.
4: Who were you going to call? The phone. Please. You better get out of here before my husband comes home.
1: <laughs> oh, how do you think he'd make out in an argument with this? Oh.
3: The phone. Thank you.
1: Now step back, a little. That's good. Good. I have to put this gun down while I make my call. It's on of mine. But you understand that I can pick it up faster than you could reach it from there, don't you? Yes, I understand. I see. We'll get along, all right. Oh, operator, get me Plaza Nine 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 Seven Zero. Yeah, I'm hurt, please. Well, this is uh, Eight Six Four.
4: Please. After your phone call, you get out before my husband comes home. He's late already.
1: <laughs> you wouldn't turn an injured man out of your house in the middle of the night. Nu- Oh, hello, Glenda. <laughs> That's right. Bad had a little trouble. I hit my arm. Look, I think you'd better come up here. Yeah, and bring Fred and Doc Stepson along. No, no, no. It's fine. There won't be any trouble. I'm a guest of some very good friends up here. Cannings to me. Or you drive up Highway 26 through a and turn right when you pass the first gas station. Uh? Uh-huh. Just a mile from there. You ought to be here by six in the morning. There'll be a light in the downstairs window. Right, Linda. Be in the morning.
4: You can't stay here all night. You've got Shut to. Shut up. <sighs> um.
1: <sighs> What's that over there? Radio? Yes. Pretty big.
4: It's the sending and receiving set. Terry built it himself. He's a radio engineer.
1: Hmm. Can you get shortwave, police calls? Yes. Turn it on. But I don't... Turn it on. No. Well. getting brave, huh?
4: I don't think you'd dare to shoot me. It would be murder. They'd send you to the chair. Now, you get out of here. You call your friends and tell them to beat you someplace else. Oh. There, I've opened the door. Now, get out.
1: Worried about your husband, aren't you? Afraid of what'll happen to him if he comes home now, huh? I
4: want you to go away. And if you don't go now, I'll run out and scream for help. There are other houses in this neighborhood and somebody will hear me. Oh, go ahead and run. What?
1: I won't shoot you. You won't? I don't have to. What do you mean? You wouldn't dare to run out and uh, leave your kid upstairs that little red-headed kid with the cute curls, Judy.
4: How do you know I have a daughter?
1: Easy. A doll carriage over there.
4: How do you know she has red curls?
1: Maybe I guessed it.
4: And her name, too?
1: Turn on that radio. All right. Highway 26. All cars must be searched. Every passenger positively identified. Officers are warned to exercise extreme caution. Though believed to be wounded, he's armed and dangerous. I will repeat, Arnie Bishop, known as the Gentleman Killer, escaped from custody on board the Allegheny Limited at 11 o'clock while being escorted to the death house at the state prison. He's thought to
4: be heading north in the direction
1: it off. of... Send Now you know who I am.
4: Arnie Bishop. You're Arnie Bishop. How many
1: rooms in this house? Six. Fine,
4: fine.
1: My friends and I will stay here for a few days. It will make a fine hideout. What
4: will you do when my husband comes home?
1: Don't worry about him. Now, suppose we go in the kitchen, and you can make me something to
4: eat. Wait.
1: Huh?
4: Why did you choose this house to come to? This house of all of it. Can't you guess? Yes, I think so. How did you know Judy's name? And about the color of her head? Ah, you're
1: getting warm. My
4: husband, Harry. Harry told you. Ah,
1: you know, you're
4: pretty smart. Oh, please, don't you have any pity at all. Tell me what you did to Harry. He's
1: not hurt much. I just tapped him on the head. He picked me up on the road, gave me a lift. I pumped him. Found out all about this house and about you and Judy. Then I knocked him out and kept going. It was pretty tough driving with one hand, but I made it.
4: Where's Harry now?
1: In the back of the car. He can't get loose.
4: I'm going out to
1: Stay where you are. But
4: Harry's hurt. I can't leave him out there alone.
1: About this little red-headed kid of yours. uh. then she upstairs. You wouldn't... You wouldn't hurt her. You'd better stay here if you want to make sure.
4: Oh, no.
3: That's
1: better. Now, suppose we have something to eat.
2: Now let's return to the little white shingled house on the hill where Ethel Canning is entertaining her uninvited guest, Arnie Bishop. You know, he's a pretty courageous guy for an ex-convict. But then maybe he has the courage of his convictions. <laughs> but Arnie isn't so smart, you know, tangling with a red headed gal. He ought to recall that old ditty. How's it a girl? Beware of a girl with deep red hair, a man is safer in the electric chair. But who can tell how a tale will end out in a sanctum? Let's join them in the kitchen. Hmm. Oh, excellent bacon and eggs.
1: I'm sure my friends will like cooking when they come. More coffee? Yes, please. Careful.
4: Oh, I was only reaching for the coffee cup.
1: (laughs) I thought you might have ideas about grabbing this.
4: There's your coffee.
1: Hmm. What time is it?
4: 20 after 2. Uh-huh.
1: Three and a half hours to go before my friends get here.
4: How will they get through the roadblock?
1: Oh, you'll leave it to there. Oh. What's that?
4: That's the telephone. It's in the living room.
1: You better get to it. <coughs> oh, you don't let go of that gun. <coughs>
4: <coughs> oh.
1: You shouldn't have tried that.
4: What are you going to do?
1: Answer that telephone first. Get going. Yeah. Anybody in the habit of calling you at this hour? No. All right, answer it. But be careful what
4: you say. Mrs. Canning.
1: Oh. This is for you. No, oh. All right. Lay the receiver down on the table and walk away. <laughs> All right, that's far enough. Don't try anything. Hello? Linda. Wait, wait did you get started yet? Oh, where are you? What? roadblock. Well, you, you've got to get through. I need Doc Stetson. You, you've got to make it, Linda. I can't stay awake forever. But... All right, all right. Do your best. Call me back later.
4: Oh. What's the matter, Mr. Bishop? Are your friends falling down on you? Shut up. I've got to think. Oh, you don't have anything to worry about, Mr. Bishop? Aren't you a guest of the cannings in the little white shingled house a mile off Highway 26 north of Accord?
1: Oh, you can be sarcastic, too.
4: Oh, I wouldn't dare be sarcastic to you, Mr. Bishop. Especially when you have that gun. And with my husband unconscious in the car. And you threatening to harm my child. Oh, no. No, you still hold all the cards, Mr. Bishop. And you're such a big, strong, brave man.
1: What are you trying to do, get me mad enough to kill you? Aren't you
4: going to kill me anyway? What
1: makes you think that? Because
4: you're a killer by instinct, Mr. Bishop. It's easier for you to kill than to do anything else. I wonder why you didn't murder my husband instead of just knocking him out. Was it because you thought you might need him?
1: Well, you're not afraid of me anymore.
4: No, I'm not. No, I just realized I can't afford to be afraid. What? I'm a woman fighting for her family, for Harry and Judy. And I've got to use all my wits against you. I can't afford to be afraid.
1: You've got some scheme in that crazy little brain of yours. Yes,
4: Mr. Bishop, I have. I think I've found a chink in your armor. You're a coward. Me? Yes, you. You're the one who's afraid now. Your friends aren't coming. You have a wound in your arm that needs treatment, and you know you can't trust me. You don't dare close your eyes even for five minutes. And you may have to stay here for several days. How do you like the prospect of staying awake night and day? Watching me every minute of the time. Afraid that you might drop off to sleep at any minute.
1: Oh, that's how you figure it, huh? Maybe
4: you'd better kill us all right now, Mr. Bishop. That would be easy, wouldn't it? Just three bullets. Then you wouldn't have to worry about watching anyone.
1: That's an excellent idea, Mrs. Scanny.
4: Yes. But then you'd have other worse things to worry about.
1: Such as?
4: This is Saturday morning. The milkman will come to collect for the week's milk. The neighbors will stop by to ask if I want my marketing done. And what will you do? Skulk in the cellar while they ring the doorbell? Yeah. And then there's the police.
1: What about the police?
4: They'll surely search this part of the country. They'll be making inquiries at all the houses. Do you want them to find the car outside? With Harry in it?
1: (laughs) Oh. You figured all the angles, huh? You know, you're pretty smart, Mrs. Canning. I think you're even smarter than Linda. But you forget one thing. Yes? You forget that little girl upstairs. What do you mean? Come along and I'll show you. Upstairs.
4: You stay away from Judy. Oh.
1: Maybe you think you've got everything figured out, but I'm still the boss.
3: Ah!
1: Gun muscle hurts, doesn't it? <laughs> now, shall we go upstairs? Daddy. Better. <laughs> so you think Arnie Bishop is licked, huh? Mm-hmm. Oh. which is Judy's room?
4: What are you going to do to her? Which
1: is Judy's room? Or are you going to make me open all the doors to find her? Oh. That one. Uh. All right, let's go in. Are so you first, Mrs. Canning. I
4: warn you, if you hurt Judy... You
1: first, Mrs. Canning.
4: Wait oh,
1: very pretty child. How peaceful she looks. And
3: innocent.
1: I... Hey, you know, childhood's the best time of life. It's almost a pity to grow up out of it. You
4: couldn't, you couldn't hurt her. Oh, I
1: assure you, Mrs. Canning, I won't lay a hand
3: on her. Oh, oh
1: no, not on a beautiful child like that. No. But, um... I've got to protect myself. Let's see. That's the connecting door to your room, isn't it? Yes.
3: There's
1: a key in the door. Lock it, please. Now give me the key. Thank you. Now we'll go out the way we came in. I'll take the key out of this door, too. lock this door on the outside. There you
4: Everything's set. Mm, You just want to make sure she doesn't get out? Yeah,
1: something like that. Now, will you pull the mattress and sheets off your bed and bring them out here, please?
4: Are you going to sleep in front of her door? Do
1: as I say. All right. I'll help you.
4: I don't understand. Why do you want to sleep out here? Oh,
1: no, my... Uh, everything just the way I want it. The mattress against Judy's door.
4: But you can't sleep on it that way, half up against the door. I didn't
1: say I was going to sleep on it. Nobody's oh, what are you going and
4: to Mrs. do? you Canning, we'll
1: see if you can figure out how to beat this angle. What would happen if I were to put a match to this mattress and Betty? no!
4: Um. This
1: whole floor'd be in flames in five minutes. Both doors locked. Judy wouldn't have much of a chance. Would she? Oh no! <laughs>
3: Still
1: think Annie Bishop is licked, Mrs. Canning? Oh, no. You're right about one thing, Mrs. Canning. I am in a corner. With this bum arm, I've got no chance of running if the police come. So if they do, and if I'm cornered. I'll well, set a match to this mattress and fight him off till the whole house is just a bunch of rubble with Judy in it.
3: <laughs>
1: you uh, understand me thoroughly, Mrs. Canning. No? <laughs>
3: uh,
1: so it's up to you to see that the police don't come. You're going to lie for me, Mrs. Canning, and you're going to cheat for me, and you're going to kill for me if necessary, because i we always have a match, ready. Now, do you still feel like trying any tricks?
4: I'll do whatever you think.
1: More like it. Now, the first thing you're to do, go downstairs and run that car into the garage. Get it out of the way. But don't touch your husband. Don't even look in the back of the car. I'll be watching, understand?
3: I'm
1: glad we understand each other at last. Let's go. I'll be standing right here in the driveway, so don't try any tricks. I won't.
4: Remember,
1: I'm watching.
4: Harry. Harry, dear, can you hear me? Harry? Unconscious. There's blood on his head. Yes, I'm coming.
1: You did take a look at him, didn't you? No, no. All right. No. All right. Come inside. Ah, beautiful night, isn't
4: it? It'll be morning soon. What time is it? Almost six. The milkman should be here soon.
1: Oh. Well, here's where you start lying for me. After you, madam. Now, I'm going to sit right here in this chair with my hand in my pocket. And in my hand's the gun. Understand?
4: Yes. Uh, That's the milkman.
1: You'll tell him I'm your cousin just visiting here for a few days.
4: You'll wonder why you're up so early. Let him
1: wonder Go on. Answer. Good morning, Mrs. Canning. I'm the new milkman on the route. Hope I didn't wake you up. Come in, please. Uh, that's two bottles of milk you wanted this morning and a bottle of cream.
4: Yes. yes you can put them on the table. All yeah, right. Oh, this is my cousin. He's visiting us for a few days.
1: Oh, how are you? Hello.
4: You have my bill? Yeah, I got it right here in my
1: pocket. Here. Hey, is that... That's right, Bishop, with the gun Sit still and take your hand out of your pocket very carefully. Okay, okay, you win. But how come a milkman with a gun... I, uh, <laughs> I borrowed this coat from the regular milkman. I'm Sergeant Wright, State Police. What? Kevin. State Police? Uh, how did you know I was here? Mrs. Canning told us. She? Well, how? I, I didn't let her out of my sight. She broadcasted to us. Podcast?
4: Yes, over this set, Mister Bishop. Yeah. Remember the speech I made you? You didn't know what had come over me. I was really talking to the state police over the short wave. Don't so you remember I told you that this was a sending and receiving set that my husband built it? And when I turned off the short wave signals, I turned the switch to sending, and then I hoped, I just hoped, my message would get through. Wow. I didn't
1: think you were smart enough, and I thought I had you scared stiff. You uh, looked like the kind who
4: would scare easy. Oh, I am, Mr. Bishop, I am. But I warned you this was a time when I couldn't afford to be scared. <laughs>
2: A determined man can always get what he goes after. You remember Bishop tried to get free board and lodging for Ethel Canning. He finally got it all right, but not exactly where he wanted it. You know, as a matter of fact, Bishop was the type of man who should never have gone in for murder. Oh, no, too many risks. He should have specialized in arson. That's always a surefire undertaking.
3: <laughs>
1: that was your host, Raymond Edward Johnson, closing the door on Inner Sanctum, tonight's performance in the Mystery Playhouse. It's late, Priest, so good night. Sleep time. <laughs>
5: it been a long day, hasn't it? I'll say so. If I never see another script or typewriter, it'll be too soon. <laughs> you were the one who wanted to get into radio. Radio? Sitting at a typewriter eight hours a day, making stencils? You were the one who said it'd be a shortcut. Some director would walk into the script department, see you behind that typewriter, and say, where have you been all my life? Mary, stop it, will you? You think you're so cute, I don't see anyone Carol. whining. Bernice, Mary. After all, this is a place of business. Yes, ma'am. I don't like to be the disciplinarian, but this is the third time that I've found you quarreling with each other rather than working. We weren't quarreling. Perhaps not, but it sounded like it. You're setting a very unfortunate example for the other girls. I'm going to ask both of you a simple question. Do you or do you not want to continue working here? We don't. Yes, of course we do. Very well. No more of this nonsense, then. There's a script that must be mimeographed first thing tomorrow morning, so the stencils will have to be out tonight. It shouldn't take you long. What's the matter with you girls? Have you any objections to working late tonight? Oh, no. I'd love it. uh, Very well. All right. The rest of you girls, time to go home. Yes, I'd love to stay over time if I could type over her dead body. Hush, hush, she'll hear you. Here's the script, girls. Twenty pages. Divide it up between yourselves. Yes, ma'am. When you're through, leave the stencils on my desk and lock the door behind you. Yes, ma'am. Well, good night. Don't forget to turn out the lights as you go. Yes, ma'am. All right, girls. Let's get out of here quickly so that Bernice and Mary can finish their work. Of all the knock-kneed, blab-eared, long-necked, pot-heeled... Oh, oh, stop it, will you? Let's no. type the darn thing off and get out of here. <sighs> well, what do you know? What's the matter? Look at the script we're supposed to type. Lights out. <laughs> One of those things. Yeah. So what? I... I don't like to type them. They scare me. Are you kidding Typing's typing no matter what you're typing. Not if it's one of those lights out plays. Blood and people dying and murderers and worms. shot. Oh, forget it. Just words on paper. That uh, scares me. Mm, type with your eyes closed. Oh. You listen to this. Note to the sound department. At this point in the play, I want the sound of a body being turned inside out. I suggest the use of a wet rubber glove to plant the picture of a human being... Being deliberately turned.
6: Oh, stop it, will you? <laughs> oh,
5: for Pete's sake. It's only a sound effect. I was just reading well, will you
6: type your script and let me type this? Don't go reading any
5: of it out loud. All right, all right. I wonder what kind of a screwball he is. Who? The fellow who r- writes these plays, you know. Arch Yeah. Oh, I like him. Well, what are you talking about? You never even met him. Well, I like him anyway. But you just finished saying you don't like this. Oh, I like his other plays. You know, the ones he does for the government. With sense to them. Well, personally, I think he's a wolf. Oh, what are you talking about? You know, one of these werewolves. I bet he eats his young. Well, oh, don't talk like that. He's got a 10-month-old baby. I saw a picture of it. And it's real cute. Well, I still think so. Well, for he... heaven's sake, just because the man writes fantastic doesn't mean he's fantastic. Well, you look who's talking. Why, well, you're even afraid to type him. What are you afraid of? that the ghost will pop out of the pages and turn you inside oh, out? Oh, stop it, will you, if you don't stop All it? Right, or... All right. All <laughs> type. Well... How do you like that? What's the matter now? My typewriter's jammed. Can't move a key. B? What's the matter with you? Mine is, too. <laughs> well, My th- typewriter is, too. Like the fella said, say la guerre. Everything's falling apart. Suppose we'll have to use one of the other machines. And... Just when I was getting comfortable. I'll use Anita. Yeah, I'm going to use Evelyn. She won't care what I do with it. She's going to be a wave anyway. Mary, this one's jammed, too. Yeah, so Evelyn's. Evelyn. Well, I'll try Elk machine. She's always boasting about how fast it is. Well, why, well, it's jammed, too. Well, so is this one. Well, what do you know? <laughs> what is it, the typewriter gremlins? Mary, what's the matter? Your face. Let's get out of here. What's the matter? Let's get out of here. We've got over you, yeah, let's go home. Well, just because a typewriter jams up is no reason to have a fit. Well, I'm getting out of here, and you better come with right. me. You're crazy running out. What's come over you? What- what's the matter with you now? What are you standing at the door with your back to me for? Stay or go? Please, come here, quick. Oh, for Pete's sake. What's the matter with you? Why are you standing there for with your hand on the knob? It's locked. What? Locked. Locked. Oh, you are crazy. Let me at it. Let me try. Why is it locked? Because some screwball janitor thought everybody would left and locked the door, that's all. Say, somebody out there. Let us out of here. We're locked in. Hey. It, It won't do any good. That's what you say. I'll wake the dead. Hey, are you deep or deaf or whatever it is? Somebody get a key and let us out. Hey, we're not slave labor. Let us out. What's the matter with me? Where are you going? All I've got to do is pick up the telephone and call communications. They'll get us out of here. Oh yes, call them right away. Tell them we're all locked. All right, all right, I'm calling him. Hello. Hello. Answer me. What's the matter? Oh, I'm dead. Oh, that. The operator thought we'd all gone home, so she disconnected the wire. That's all. Oh, oh for Pete's sake! Of all the nincompoops, what's there to cry about? Oh, I'm afraid. So you're afraid? So I'm queen of the May and there are roses in the air. What is this all about? What's all the hysteria? You don't understand. Don't say I don't. You stop crying. I know something terrible is going to happen. You talking about, we're in the script department of a broadcasting company. Remember well, something, Jim? The typewriters. Something locked the door. Something. What do you mean something? Something, I tell you. Sorry, I tell you, you're crazy. I think I've known you all these weeks and never knew you had Baptist in your belfry. There's absolutely nothing that's happened. Why did you stop talking? Answer me. The telephone cord.
3: Oh,
5: <gasps> the end. It's torn off. Yes. But I I talked on this telephone only an hour ago, remember? Yes. I could have gotten torn loose. I told you. Oh, shut up. All right, maybe there is something screwy. I don't know. But I do know there's nothing to get hysterical about. This place only had windows I could call out. on modernistic air conditioning. Will you stop moaning? Well, you're scared too. Oh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not. Series of coincidences, that's all. What could it be? Hmm. Anthony me, what? Who ever heard of anything happening in a place like this? Oh, well, what are you looking at me like that for? Hmm. This is no haunted house. You and me and a lot of other girls work here, remember? So if we're locked in and have to stay here all night, so what? The door's locked from the outside. The watchman downstairs, remember? So who could get in here to hurt us? What if the locked door won't do any good? What? You heard me. Oh, you're crazy, kid. Look. Desks and chairs, fluorescent light, modern design, remember? We're not in a haunted house. Get that through your head. We're not in a haunted house. Oh, well, what's the matter now? Get all through explaining. What's the matter? Something happened. Happened? Something in the air. What are you... Oh, for heaven. Over there at the end of the room. The light must have burned out. Oh. I was right. Just to show you how crazy you've been. A couple of natural things happen and you start acting out a ghost story. You should join the Actors Union. Bernice! So one of the lights burned out, so what? There's one thing, the script department's got plenty of light. Mary, why are you? Another light. I saw it go out. you I tell you, I saw it go out. You're crazy, it did I saw it. Now look here. There are two, four, six, eight, eight six, eight. Eight lights in this place. See? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now don't give me any more of that lights out. Another. Another. I'm absolutely crazy, I'm I'm scared. Just staying here with you. Count them. Why should Count I? Count them. One, two, three, four, five, six. Seven. Not eight. Seven. Gee. I told you. Oh no. What? Another one out. One, two, three, four, five. Six. Oh. Stop it! Stop it! Another one there. Go. Over next to Miss Winton's desk. Another what? one. What? Only four left. Only four. What'll we do? Only four. Who's putting them out? I don't know. I don't. Another. Oh three more. If they go out, I'll die. They won't go out. They can't go out. The switch. That's it. I'll hold the switch. I won't get turn out the lights if I hold the switch. It's all right, Mary. See? I got hold of the switch. Now Another get... one. Another one. But I was holding on to the switch. Two lights. Two lights and then dark. Bernice. Oh, Bernice, hold me. I'm scared. Oh, gee, I'm scared. It's all right. <laughs> it's all right. There's still two lights. <laughs> two lights. They'll stay on. They will. I know they will. They're both
3: out. We're in the dark, Bernice. Where are you? Let me out of here. I'm afraid of the dark. Let me out of here.
5: Stop it. Stop it. Stop it. Is this bad enough without you driving me crazy? (laughs) What's the good of your crying? There's a reason. There must be for this. Everything's got a reason. I know it. I know it. I can't stand it. I can't. Those blackout candles. (laughs) Stop crying and let me think. Miss Winton had some blackout candles in her desk. I know she Oh, don't leave me alone. Don't leave me in the dark, Bernice. Will you stop it? I found What? Candles and matches. Later. Three candles like this one. And this one. See? Plenty of light now. Who, who's there? Nobody. Nobody. There's a reason for everything, I tell you. I know what it is. What? The electricians, that's it. The electricians didn't know we were up here, and they were testing the lights. They'll go on any minute. Wait and see. You think so? Of course. Look, what did I tell you? <laughs> there they go on again. Look at the ceiling. Oh, it's, oh no. Green. The light now It's Green. Green. All the light. Green. You lied to me. You said it was the electrician. Look at the light. It's green. It makes your face look green. You look dead. You hear me? Dead. You'll be dead and I'll be dead. We'll be dead. 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 Stop it. Stop it. You're not going to drive me crazy. Just because there's something wrong with the electricity. You look around. Everything's all right. Nothing's wrong here. Nothing. Is that typing? I heard typing, so I, typing. We just must have imagined. <coughs> typewriter, look at the typewriter, typing.
3: And there's no one. Who's typing? Who's typing? I, I, I'm so tired.
5: Oh, me too. I wonder if it's day. I don't know. I don't think so. Sooner or later, someone will come along. It'll be too late. Don't say that. Things happened these last hours, has it? Nothing. It will. When I get out of here, I never want to talk to you as long as I live. As long as you live. Stop talking like that, or do I help? Have... Oh, don't hurt me. I'm not hurting you. No one's going to hurt you. Or me. Trick. It's some kind of a trick. The typewriters, electric ones, aren't they? Power, something. It's got to be a trick. You don't believe it, do you? Believe what? There's something in this room Where this Where? I don't know. But it's here. What are you trying to do? Make me as scared as you are scared? There's something in this room. Wait, answer me, where? Just you and me, that's all. You're not going to scare me. I'm not going to let myself get scared anymore. I want to get out of here, and I'm going to get out of here. My head's done. Yes. I heard it, too. What? Something. Disc. Look. The desk. Moving. Look. That one moved. And that one... Mary, take your hands away from your eyes and look. Look, the desk. All of them. Moving. Mary, look. All the
3: desk was moving. And was moving. Stay back, you. Stay back. Mary. Mary, all the desks in the room. They're moving down. Nor us.
5: Mary, open your eyes, open your eyes. Please. You're not dead. You can't see. I'm all right. Oh. I thought... I'm all right. But what happened? You fainted. Did I? Yes. The desk what? scared now, aren't you? He's right. I am. I am. I'm not. Not scared? You? No. It's very nice. Oh, What's well, very nice? You know. What? Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Go home. Oh, Mary. I was scared before. Wonderful the way it is now. Out here in the sun. There's no reason to be scared when you're sitting in the sun. Oh, Mary, I'd rather you'd be afraid. Do you hear me? I'd rather you'd be afraid. No. The sun. There is no sun. We're right here where we were in the office. the light is still green and the desks are moved all in around us. And we can't get out. Mary, be scared. Please stop looking at me the way you are and be scared. You say we're not sitting in the sun? No, no. You must be crazy, Bernice. Because we are sitting in the sun. Are you crazy, Bernice? All right. If that's what you want. We are sitting in the sun, dear. I knew it. I used to be so scared. Now I'm all right. You were right before. When you said there was someone in the room. There is. I can't see anyone. But there is someone. The sun is so nice. First typewriters, and then the lights, and then the moving desk, and now waiting. Who's waiting? It's waiting. Will we go home soon? Yes. When? Soon. I think very soon. I was very scared. Yes. When you get scared enough, you can't get scared anymore. Mm, the sun is very nice. I think I'm getting that scared now myself. You hear something? What? Something. There's nothing, nothing. No, there is something. I told you. Listen to me. Who's here with us? Who... Answer me, what do you want of us? Please answer me. What do you want of us? I will sleep. Like Mary's asleep. When you sleep you don't think. I'm not gonna think anymore. If I think about it, I get like Mary is. No one won't think. I sit here all morning with my eyes shut. And when it's morning, they'll get here. I'll be all right. I'll be all right. Eyes closed. Green light still shines through my lid. How could green light turn with... No, stop thinking. Got to stop thinking. Green light through my lid. Ah. No light. Open my eyes. Dark. The lights are gone It's dark again. Mary, Mary, wake up. Mary, the light, please wake up. I'm not asleep. Oh, I thought. Sun is very nice. Isn't it? The sun. You still think... Mary, don't you know? Can't you see we're sitting in the dark? Dark. Stay close to me. If they'd only come. I know. He'll be here soon. Who? In the dark. He'll be here. Who are you talking about? Who? Any minute now. Do you hear him? Hear? I think he's coming now. Yes, he is. No,
3: please, no.
5: You're right. It is dark. Very dark. It is kind of dark. Stop talking like that. You can't stop him. No one can stop him. What's the use of being afraid? If something only come. I've been telling you, someone is coming right now, and he's sitting on the desk looking at us. I'm glad he's here. He'll make my head stop hurting. He'll take me home. The floor... It's lifting. Yes. I feel it. The room. It's turning. Stop this! Stop turning the room. Let
3: me out of here. Let me out of here.
2: A total of 15 Axis planes shot down in the Mediterranean Theater of War. So much for the war news. Now the news of local interest to you early morning listeners. If you've been wondering why those dishes in the kitchen started to dance last night, the answer is an earth trembler earthquake to you of five seconds duration. The material damage was very slight, but two deaths are indirectly attributed to the earthquake. Bernice Saxton and Mirabelle Pressler, employed by the broadcasting company, were found dead this morning in the script department where they've been doing overtime work cause of the death is believed to have been heart failure induced by fright. The girls have been accidentally locked in the office, and when there was a failure of electric power followed by earthquake, it is believed the young women were frightened to death. This concludes our
3: morning broadcast. Yeast
2: presents... Lights out. Everybody...
7: in her mind as uh, she thinks you
6: this way. Prone faced old maid makes me sick. Who cares about the loose and scummy pictures and junk like that? Fun. I want fun. Now, Jean, Jean Taylor, why do you always lag behind? You know that makes my task of shepherding you girls infinitely more difficult. Do I have to be shepherded? Do I look like a she? Now, Jean, my dear, please don't take that attitude again. Your father... My right. father. My father. What does my father understand about me now, Jean? What does anybody understand about a girl like me? My dear child, for 20 years I've conducted young ladies... For 20 months. years you've been a pain in the neck. Jean Taylor. A pain in the neck, that's what you are. Here we have the Mona Lisa. She's got a pad like a hunk of chisa. Culture girls. Culture. Culture. Jean 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 you make me sick. Jean Taylor, how cool. Oh, don't pop up like that, you'll blow something. Cable. A cable to your father. Go ahead, cable and send for him. Who cares? What good, parents if I don't get any fun out of it? You, you dried-up prune. <clears throat> I've never been talked to like this in all my life. Well, oh, no, that's what you are, a prune, a little dried-up prune. The other girls... The other girls make me as sick as you make me sick. Fun, Son, fun's what I want. And neither you nor my father nor anybody else is going to stop me from having it. Now I understand how you broke your mother's heart. Oh, cut it out. That tune's made me sing in the choir long enough. I'm sick of it. Money's for fun and life's for fun. I'm young. My father's got plenty of what it takes. So starting right now, the devil with sculptures and paintings and all your culture. <laughs> this is Paris. Paris. And I'm going to have fun. 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 And I'm starting
3: right now. <clears throat> Jean, come back here. Jean. Jean, come back here.
6: Chasing after me. Never catch up with me. Dried old prune. Fun. Fun. Paris, full of fun. Free now. Yeah, I'm free now. Until she gables father. Get all the fun I can while I'm free. Nobody knows me here. Get away with anything. Anything. Old prune face. Lost in the crowd. Oh, this is swell being alone. Man looking at me. Oh, I can only talk French. Fun. I gotta have fun. Step over to the window. Stand there looking in. Someone might talk to me. Someone might.
8: I beg your pardon. Do forgive me for startling you.
6: <laughs> well, I'm not startled.
8: Aren't you Jean Taylor from New York? Oh, yes. Yes, I am. Well, this is a coincidence. Sam Edwards' the name. I know you? And not exactly. I know your father. Oh. He often spoke to me of your, his favorite daughter, aren't you? Am I? <laughs> I get it. Sort of holds you down, doesn't he? You
6: mean he tries to? (laughs)
8: Well, I can see he isn't very successful now, is he?
6: Oh, I do all right.
8: Alone?
6: Certainly.
8: Going someplace in particular? Why? Why not go places with me?
6: Under my father's. What'd you say? Uh, Nothing.
8: I wish you would say something. For instance, that you'd like to have me show you Paris, the real Paris. Real Paris? Of course. The Paris the tourists never get to see. The Paris you read about. A living, lusty Paris. You go with
6: me? Oh, mister, I'd love it. Excellent, excellent.
8: Shall we go? You
6: really mean the the real Paris?
8: Pure and unadulterated. (laughs) And not so pure.
6: Mister, you're the answer to a maiden's prayer.
8: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And not much further...
6: Kind of a funny street, isn't it?
8: The real Paris. I hope. And here we are. Told you it wasn't much of a walk.
6: You, you mean this house?
8: That's right. The old Paris.
6: It's old enough. Sure looks like a dive.
8: If your father heard of this. Oh. He
6: won't. He won't.
8: I should hope not.
6: I thought you said this was a club.
8: Oh, yes, indeed. I'll we'll have our own key. Here you are, my dear. Fun a la carte.
6: I'll take it a la mode. A la anything. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Edwards, where are you?
8: Just closing the door. All right, this way, my dear.
6: Say, how about some lights? How about it? Uh, In here,
8: plenty of lights.
6: I thought you said there'd be a swing band. I don't hear anything.
8: Uh, Not so impatient, all in good time. Step in here. It better be good. Uh, It will be.
6: There's nothing in here. What? Mr. Edwards. Locking the door. Say, what's the idea?
8: It seems like a good idea. I said,
6: what's the idea? And
8: I said, it seems like a good idea. You lied
6: to me. I'm an opportunist. Well, show me the etchings.
8: <laughs> Got plenty of insides, huh, kid?
6: I'm not a kid. And if you think you can get away with anything, you're crazier than you look. Am I? You said you were a friend of my father's. I
8: am. I am indeed a friend of his money. What? Money, money! You little sap, you don't think I'm interested in you? Don't
6: you talk to me like that!
8: <laughs> Still wet behind the ears. You let it? me out of here! Sit down, sit down. Let me out! Sit down! Ah, that's your idea. After all, you're not talking to your dear Papa now. I'm a fellow who likes his own way even more than you do.
6: This will cost you plenty,
8: mister. You mean it will cost Papa plenty? A hundred and fifty thousand dollars plus interest.
6: Let me out of here. A hundred and fifty
8: thousand dollars plus interest. Every dime he took from me, I'll get back. I don't
6: know what you're talking about. Open that door and let me out of here.
8: You think it was accidental, my meeting you? On the contrary, I planned every minute of it. I knew exactly what you've been doing ever since you stepped foot in Paris. Why shouldn't I know? I've been waiting for this. He took my money, that father of yours, and now he'll give it back.
6: They know where I am.
8: He'll find me. Carwinkle doesn't know where you are. You saw to that. You know. I just told you I made it my business to know. Yeah. He'll give me back my $150,000 that father. You can't keep me I'm here. On the
9: contrary.
8: I can do nothing else. I waited two years for a chance like this. Yeah, two years. Because I knew sooner or later you'd be alone. You... The only way I could get him to give me back my money. Well, now I've got you. The whole 19 spoiled
6: Not afraid. Why should I be? He's old. I'm smarter than he is. I'm not afraid of him. What's he talking about, my father? $150,000. Father stole it from him. Maybe he did. What do I care? He can't keep me here. i got to get out. I'm smarter than he is. Candle stick on table. Got to get him to turn his back. Up uh, here. Turn it back.
3: Grab
6: candlestick. Mr.
8: Edwards, look! Behind you. What? Nothing
6: at all. Except this.
8: What? Candlestick. Why would you? You get...
6: open that door.
8: Put down that candlestick. Don't come near me. Why, oh, you little good for nothing. Give me that candlestick. What are you trying?
6: What are you What did I do? <laughs> it hit him so hard. Candlestick heavy in my hand. He's lying there so still. Maybe I something dark crawling along his head out on the floor. Blood, blood. Which key is it? Which key? I can't find the right one. Which is it? I've got to get out of here. Blood pouring out of me. I'll go crazy. My head. I'm all mixed up. This is the door we came in. It is. But why won't the keys? I've got to get out of here. I killed a man. I've got to get out. Wind. In the shadows. Another door. Open. I will get out. I will. Step's going down. So dark. Kill the man. Get away. Back to hotel. No one will know. Ever.
3: Dark. I... I don't know. I... Water.
6: Jason's floor covered with water. Can't get out. I have to go up there. Find another way out. Go up there again. Must be another way out up there. The door. Shut. Wind blow it. Shut. Oh, I can't open it. can't. i got to get out. I've got to. Go down again. See if water's deep. Wade through water if it isn't deep. Only after my ankles. I will get
3: out. Me. They won't catch me. Never. Nobody knows.
6: That sound? It's running water. Over this way. I wonder why. Get out of here. No no, no. I can't though. No one saw me. Come in. Found the water so loud. I wonder what. falling my head yes remember I remember stepped out water over my head filthy water pulling me under I hear it yet no water here so dark where am I? Where? Gotta get out of here. Gotta get out. Stand up. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Bump <Bunked> my <head. laughs> Don't move about. Crawl. Crawl out of here. Kill the man. Gotta get out of here. Smash this head in.
3: Gotta get
7: out of here. But not that way, mademoiselle. <laughs> Another foot in that direction? And you would have fallen many feet into the water. Where are you? Beside you. I saved your life, mademoiselle. What? You floated by drowning. I saved you.
6: You saved me? We
7: oui, I did. In the dark, I saw you.
6: Dark? Water? Where am I?
3: Where
7: am I? You do not know. Where
6: am I? (laughs) Whetstone, mill, sound of water. You've got to tell me where I am.
7: Oui. I tell you, mademoiselle. You are in one of the great sewers of Paris.
6: What's the matter with you? Do you have to walk so fast?
7: But I walk slowly, mademoiselle.
6: Oh, dark! Haven't you even got one match?
7: I see quite well, mademoiselle. If you will follow me.
6: Then walk slower. You're just a shadowy something. Walk slower, I tell you.
7: I am a busy man, mademoiselle.
6: You fool, don't you understand? The quicker you get me out of here, the more I'll pay you. I'll give you more than you make in a year.
7: The sewers run beneath the streets like fingers of outstretched hands. Some of these tunnels are so old that all the world has forgotten them.
6: There's no water here.
7: If oui. yes, that is true. Abandon this one.
6: How much further?
7: A step, a a step.
6: You said that half an hour ago.
7: Turn here. Turn here. Eh? Up the steps. Uh, turn, and here we are.
6: What are you talking about? It's still dark. We're still underground.
7: We are here.
6: What are you talking about?
7: My workroom.
6: Workroom? Who cares about your workroom? Out of here. You said you'd get me out of here.
7: No, mademoiselle. I take you away from the water. Here.
6: But I want to get out. Out where there's decent air. Out where there's light. Do you hear me? You gotta get me out of here. Oh no!
7: No. Whoever meets O Louis down here stays here.
6: You're crazy. No. You know what money is, don't you?
7: Oui, mademoiselle.
6: Then get it through that head of yours. I'll make you a rich man if you get me out of here. Rich. Rich. Just get me out of here.
7: You are a noisy one.
6: Crazy. You are. No. You are. What do you stay down here for if you want I work. Work? What sort of work have you here?
7: I make things. You will see. See
6: How can I see in this dark?
7: Your eyes will accustom themselves in a few years.
3: Get me out of here. Come. What?
7: Come, Mademoiselle. <laughs> Come.
6: Wait for me. Wait for me.
7: I will show you my way.
6: Wait for me. If you'll get me out of here, I tell you you'll you never be it. Where are you? I've lost you.
7: To your
6: right, Messierie. Turn to your right. My right?
7: Oh, where are you, old man? Here, I'm here.
6: But. but there's no light here. You didn't get me out. You didn't.
7: My work. It is here.
6: Who cares about your work? Get me out of here where there's light.
7: Light? Oui. I will make light.
6: I'm not afraid. I've never been afraid of the dark. Just want to see where I'm going, that's all.
7: Hurry. Hurry up with the light. We oui, I bring you light.
6: Miserable little kerosene lamp. Haven't you got anything stronger than that?
7: My work. We. Oui. Now you will see my work. This way, mademoiselle. This way.
6: You crazy old fool. Who cares about anything but getting out of here? Will you get it through your head? Money. I'll give you plenty of it. Just show me the way out of this place. Do you want me to go as crazy as you are?
7: Here, Marie, this is the place, my wonderful workshop. So quiet, always quiet. No one to disturb. Louis, no, indeed.
6: Give me that lantern. I'll get out of here myself.
7: No, that is impossible. My work. You see it. See it. What's that? Take it, mademoiselle. Take it in your hands. I made it. With my own hands, I made it.
6: It's a necklace. Oui.
7: A necklace, eh? Exquisite work. You see, for yourself, it is exquisite.
6: Okay, so it's exquisite. Now, will you get me out of here? I
7: made it myself. All by myself. No one helped me by myself. You
6: crazy old fool. Give me that lantern. No.
7: You must see how I make my beautiful necklaces. Here. Over here, Mademoiselle. Look.
6: Listen, you give me that lantern or I'll
7: We. Oui. From these I make it. Bones. We oui. beautiful bones. They come floating down the water to me.
6: Bones of what?
7: The foolish ones who kill themselves in the water. The sewer brings them to me. We oui. all oh. of them. Oh, Miserable, unhappy flesh. I take it off then. Then at last, they are bones. Hard, white, useful bones, for my work. See? That one in the corner. Take off my arm. No. You must come to look, ma chérie. You must.
6: Let go of my arm.
7: Oh, mademoiselle, Come. <laughs> You see, this skull, I have it almost clean. You stand there. I will show you how I do it, eh? My saw, saw. So, I cut the good strong white piece off the top and clean the brains away, eh? Watch me.
3: No, no! <laughs>
6: Run as fast as I can. Get away. Just get away, that's all. Sawing that skull. Dead men. I killed the men. Mademoiselle! they after me. Get away. We'll get away. Nightmare. Gotta get out. It's so dark. I gotta get the light. I'll go crazy if I don't get the light. water again. I'll be
3: careful.
6: Maybe if I yell, someone would hear me. Workman. Someone in the sewer. If I yell. Help. Help me. Help me. Help me. If there
3: someone live,
6: help there to live, help me. Echo. Only Echo talking there to me. I am
7: here, mademoiselle Why did you want to run away from me? It was quite useless Let
6: go of me, let go
7: It is no use to struggle, my sister. Let go of me, you crazy fool Let go
6: of me, here, here, take your hands off me Let go
7: of me oh, You come with me, mademoiselle Do you with me if I have to drag you along? I need your help I have wanted so very long
6: I'll kill you
7: I'll kill you. <laughs> no. You see, you cannot reach me, mademoiselle. I twist your arm so. Oh,
3: my
7: heart. <laughs> yeah. Now you will do as I say. Huh? You will come quietly.
9: Huh?
7: Oui, ma chérie. You will help me, too. Always help me. There is so much work to do. So many bones to be cut. <laughs> you are doing very well, Mademoiselle. We oui, very well indeed. <laughs> stop, stop. That is not the way to
9: cut. Crosswise! Crosswise!
6: Crosswise?
9: If you cut the other way, the bones will split. Splinters are not good for my work.
7: Now you will try it again, eh, ma
3: chérie?
7: That is right, eh? That one, ma chérie, has long bones, did he not? I remember the day I fished him under the water.
9: Still alive
7: he was. (laughs) But I fixed that. We I fixed it. (laughs) He must have been like you. Rich,
3: willful, no good for anything or anybody
7: in life. (laughs) But in death. he, now he will be useful. eh?
3: Keep sewing! Keep sewing!
7: There is so much work to do, my
3: cherie.
7: What was I saying? Ah, about the bones. we oui. ah, look about, my cherie. Chains and chains of pretty
3: necklaces.
7: I made them all myself. All myself. Everyone like lacy strings they are. Oh, such beauty. Louis,
3: Stop!
9: Stop! Stop, I tell you!
7: You hear it? You hear it?
9: I ask you, you did not hear it? Come quickly. We have work to do. Come. Oh, no. Must I drag you after me? Always? Come, come. Another
7: one. Just in time, to... eh?
9: Quickly! Come quickly! Uh, hurting me! Then come quickly!
7: <laughs>
6: yeah.
7: Your eyes can see in the dark now as well as mine, eh? Uh, oui, I train you. Louis train you well, eh? Such a short time when you are doing so very well, eh? You saw the bones into pieces almost as well as I do myself, eh? Uh, My sherry, it is good to have the woman around. We'll make this place a fairyland of necklace. So many of them, they will be like clouds above us. Quickly,
9: quickly, move more quickly. Don't hurt me.
7: I must say, you have changed quite nicely. So docile, quiet is now. Where before you were so noisy. (laughs) We, before you were another rich one, good for nothing but for trouble. Now you do my work for me. That is the way it should be, my cherry. Ah, Yes. here we are. The water lawn quite strongly here, doesn't it? The largest sewer of the To bring me more white worms for my work.
9: <laughs> See! There it comes, another one. Oh, body. No. Another one who tried to take his life. Eh? I always know when one is coming. Ah, mon dieu. He's a big one. Eh? Strong bones he'll have. No. Cut him. Help me lift him up. No. Help. Help me lift me, you easy one! He's a alive, see me He's alive I see! Put the hair under the water, eh? Pull it under! Pull it under, I tell you! Hold the his hair, eh? Pull him under! to
3: it
8: for me. Ola! Ola! How is the fishing, my friend? How could I fish? live with this. In my time, the this is full of fish. In your time. Look, she was playing it. Where is there for a fish to live? I... Uh, come. Ma- monsieur... Look, what? Uh, in the water. All right, that's it. It's a woman. Yeah. They couldn't take her right by Hold her. on to my arm. I'll get you. I'll get you. Oh, Hold on. on. Oh, not too far. Oh, you will come fall in. in. A
9: little more. A little more. I got you. Pull me back. Oui. Pull me back now. Oui. Help me. Lift your up for
8: it. Yeah. Another one, I suppose, who found life too bitter. We, oui. poor old women, must have had a long, miserable life. The misery in her face? She, yeah, oui. she looks as if she might be an American. Die... Je, je, she. What do? She moves her lips? We, oui. oui. old woman, what is it? Eh? What are you saying?
6: What would you like? A beautiful necklace
7: necklace?
6: A beautiful necklace? Out of bones real human bones.
8: Lights out. Written especially for radio by Arch Obler. Comes to you each Wednesday from our Chicago studios. This program has been heard in Canada over the facilities of the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation. This is the National Broadcasting Company.
0: Well, guys, that does it for Miss Mercedes McCambridge and her performance on the show for this evening. Please welcome back to the show Mr. Don Amici and Miss Francis Langford in the CBS comedy show The Bickersons later on tonight and join me tomorrow night as I bring to the show Miss Kathy Lewis in an episode guaranteed to chill your spine and next Tuesday night, guys, we finish off our women's month by bringing two extraordinary actresses, Miss Joan Crawford and Miss Betty Davis. And I hope you guys stay tuned for the coming months as I bring such stars as Jack Benny, Lucille Ball Robert Young in Father Knows Best Edward G. Robertson and many others to the show. If you like the show please comment and subscribe guys. You can subscribe on your favorite podcast platforms such as Spotify, Google, Apple or wherever else you get your podcast, Just type in mystery and comedy. Old time radio podcast. And it should pull my podcast right up. I want to thank everyone who has listened. And subscribed to my podcast. I really do appreciate it guys. And please bear with me. As I do these episodes. I know I'm running behind. But I am getting these out to you. As soon as I can. I want to thank everyone who has listened and subscribed to my podcast. And thank you for your patience, guys. And have a great day. Thanks.